Okay, hello everyone and welcome back to the Champions League podcast. I'm here again with Liam. Yo, yo, yo. Um, it has been a lot has happened since we last talked. Um, most notably the Super League um, fiasco or... Debacle. Yeah, debacle, you could say. It was, uh, I mean, personally, in terms of drama, just incredible to see that. But also really depressing at the same time. Yeah, honestly, I, I can't remember a time that the soccer community has been so united on one front and for all the wrong reasons. And I don't know, I think enough has been said about the Super League where we don't have to get into it, but it was, what a, what a two days. Yes, I also think it really highlights the spectacular um, carelessness that owners in Europe have in regards to their sports teams. Um, when you look at it compared to the U.S., where owners are very analytically driven and running these like companies, and in Europe, these are really just run like pet projects. So, you know, this is eventually going to happen. The big clubs losing a shit ton of money, and um, their idea of a solution was to just fuck over everybody else. So that was that was real nice of them, and very happy that that got squashed as soon as it got started. Um, but first off, we'll jump into that a little later. First off, also since we last talked, the Champions League ties ended. So we're going to talk about the semifinals. Um, Liam was correct on all of his predictions, so let's, let's give a round of applause thank to you, Liam. Thank you. Yep, just want to thank uh, like my parents. No, um, it's, it's, uh, it's been a good year in the Champions League. It'll be extremely interesting with the Super League in mind. Yes. We've got one, yeah, one, one non-Super League team and three Super League teams, so it'll be fun to... See where fans are supporting, and yeah. um, also two two really good ties for different reasons. Yeah, I think the ties have, since we last talked gotten much more interesting because yeah. just of the way teams have played. For sure, a lot of things have have transpired. Real Madrid have are caught up in one of the best title races in the last few years in any of the top five leagues, mm-hmm. and sure. Chelsea obviously. Mm-hmm would need to make the Champions League this year, and winning the Champions League would probably be the most straightforward method at this point. Yeah, because Europe... Yeah, I don't know if they're going to finish top four in England. And I mean, there's three games left in the Champions League, and you don't need to win all three. You just need to get a, a good result in, in the first leg and then, and see, then play see a it final, out. A final then or coin flips. Play so. a fi- yeah, a final 100% coin flip. Especially against City or PSG, because neither of those teams are experienced, you know, despite PSG being in the final last year. That doesn't fucking count. It was. It was. Uh, that wasn't. That wasn't a real final. Exactly. That's just. A, LeBron does not have a fourth yeah. brain. <laughs> yeah. No, I completely agree. Um, it's yeah. It's been super interesting watching Chelsea develop since Tuchel came in because we were trashing them. I know Isaac. You said that Porto had a chance against them. And it's to just, be fair, Porto only lost two one on aggregate. It wasn't like they got blown out of the yeah, water. Yeah, they didn't get blown out of the water. But Chelsea were always in control in that tie, yes. and that goal that Porto scored was in extra time. Of, and it was insane of the last of the second leg. It was a crazy goal, but it was pretty inconsequential. And yeah, it's just been super uh, super nice watching the Mason Mount. I stay on the Mason Mount hype train. He's an absolute baller. Most minutes on Chelsea this season, and rightly so. He's their best yeah, player. no, he's so technical. I really. Uh, I love his first touch is, is amazing in space and he loves to attack which is good him and Jack Grealish do that um, that they just love to cut in and, and go towards goal which is just so helpful for an offense but the problem I think with Mount is 
the this team just doesn't play to those strengths. Like they're so conservative on the ball. Like he doesn't really have overlapping wingers anymore because they're playing slow outside backs. Chilwell doesn't really get as deep as somebody like Jordi Alba or Alfonso Davies might be getting. And so I think Mount's talents are being a little bit wasted. Uh, but they're so they're good defensively. They're like they're very well structured. It's just in a, quite a boring team now. As are the same with fucking Madrid, which is three straight nil nils, which is embarrassing. Um, so you know what you would expect a pragmatic tie based on all of that information. But it is like the Champions League for this to be like a twelve goal <laughs> tie out of just nowhere. Yeah, I completely agree. I think. Um, despite Madrid being shut up in three of their last three games, they are all, their last three. all three of their three last games. They, um, they, I, I, I see them scoring a few goals, and I see Chelsea, and I think Timo Werner needs to score in this tie, or else I don't. Uh, Benzema, Vinicius, I, I don't think that Chelsea have what it takes to stop Benzema Vinicius. I would say I would point out an El Clasico Barca play a very similar formation. Um, with that three at the back, that what Chelsea are playing right now, the three five two with the two wing backs, it's a little different structurally. Chelsea's much more focused in possession with two pivots, and Barca's a little more forward oriented with Luke Sketz as the single pivot. But it's the same idea, and on like break, you know, I, Thiago Silva's a great player, but he's not. He's not keeping up with Vinicius any day of the week, and neither is Rudiger for that matter. Um, I would love to see a one on one between Vinicius and Rudiger because I do not think Rudiger. Has both of his legs on his body after that. Um, just, no, yeah, I'm that so excited to watch these matchups. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be crazy. And then the other tie, Man City versus PSG. I'm, I don't know who who's your pick. Yeah, this is like you know, I mean, it's like a commercial tie, right? This is the Super League tie in terms of like soccer teams who really just got here by injecting money. But these are really interesting teams. I. PSG are really big underdogs at the bookies, uh, so. But I think anytime you have Neymar and Mbappe in your team, you have a... I mean, you saw what they can do. Like, you have a chance at any game. I truly believe that. Yeah, after watching Neymar and Mbappe across those two legs, it really is crazy how many times... how many The percentage of the times they do something special with the ball that they get it. Like, Neymar will get the ball three, four times a half and make two, three great plays. And it's just his... Conversion rate when he gets the ball is just so yeah, when he amazing. Gets on dangerous. When, when he, when he, exactly. When he receives the ball in the final third, like going to goal, it's, it's just over. And he rarely makes those mistakes, and he, he will punish you. He hit the, the, the bar twice in the second leg, which is just you know unfortunate. Um, but the City team are very, I mean, they're going to win the Prem by another blowout, and they just won another EFL, their fourth EFL Cup in a row which is started to turn it into a joke, if it wasn't already. And they're going to win the FA Cup. No, wait, they got knocked out of the FA Cup by Chelsea, didn't they? They did. They Facts. Did. That, was, oh, that also happened over break. That is interesting. That did happen. That was kind of an anomaly. Yeah. But uh, City are good for one or two extremely Anomalies flat. haven't happened more often. They did lose to a 10-man Leeds 2-1. That's also true. Also true, yeah, um, Pochettino versus Guardiola. I don't mm-hmm. really remember what any of their last meetings have been like, but... Well, uh, there was that tie with Tottenham and... Uh, and City, yeah, maybe. And PSG will have the VAR on their side also. They will, PSG and will And Tottenham have... had VAR on their side yeah, in that tie, interesting, so... Interesting, interesting. 
These are good points to make. Yeah, the VAR VAR will be so interesting. We did forget to we did forget to say that Papa Perez has now lost all his VAR privileges. They've the been VAR taken VAR. away by Daddy Seferin, and so now yeah, Papa, Papa Perez just resting. Yeah, so that will also be interesting. Jorginho could be. I I would bet the over on Jorginho goals. I think he could be banging a few in. Um, but I I think in the city PSG tie, honestly. Um, I really think that just I think Ruben Diaz is the only player in the Chelsea in the City back line who I think can defend in space versus Neymar or Mbappe. I think that Stones is getting wiped by both of those guys every Stones time. Stones I think Cancelo is getting wiped by those guys every chance. I think Zinchenko or Mendy is getting wiped by those guys every chance. Even Kyle Walker playing out of position at left back is just not the move. And yeah, I don't know. I think that they without a striker. And if Marquinhos is healthy, it's just going to be you're not going to get as you're not going to get as much time as you get against these prem teams. You're not going to get as much as large as bases. You have to be clinical, and they just haven't been able to do that the last few campaigns. Mm. Yeah, you know I would love to see City, United, Liverpool, Arsenal, Chelsea, Spurs. Love to see them all get some sort of punishment moving forward, and hopefully PSG can beat City. And then we'll see what happens in the final. Yes, I'm. I'm definitely on the PSG hype train here. Hell yeah! Really cannot be having. Uh, really cannot be having Super that League teams said, winning anything. We can't be having Neymar sign another contract. That being said, that being said, just depressing. Um, the problem with me, for me, is like France. I feel like it's such a marketable league. You know, I feel like it's and such Paris a good country. Such a nice place to live. Right. I feel like there's so many nice towns in France. I feel like there's so much foreign investment in there already because of you know all the things they import and export with us. I think it's much better primed for you know marketability than like Germany or Italy. So, anyways, but it remains a fucking joke, and I really hope he doesn't spend the rest of his career there. That would be so sad. All right, so we'll move into our second section. We're going to talk a little bit about the Champions League moving forward, maybe some potential restructurings. And, yeah, just discuss this stuff. Yeah, I mean, so let, let's talk about it, right, from a business standpoint. Um, there's clearly a problem at the top of soccer with the price of players now ballooning, really mostly due to PSG buying the Neymar for $222 million. It's just reset the market completely. Um, is that... Teams can no longer make those large purchases because they're too risky versus the amount of revenue they're making. And they don't have guarantees in terms of TV revenue every season. Um, And so they thought they could just form a little club where they would get it every single year without having to do anything. And then they could form this little transfer market within themselves. And clearly... That did not happen. But I do agree with them that the current Champions League format definitely needs some changes. There are currently... What is the current Champions League format? There are 32 teams. There are eight groups of four. And you pay everybody in your group twice. And then the top two teams in each group move on to the round of 16. There are obviously some problems with having 32 teams in eight groups. Yeah, there definitely are some problems. Um, 
there's a few dead rubber games. Also, the way the group stage are exactly. formatted, you kind of know what's going to happen by the fourth or fifth match day at yep. least. The fifth match day at the absolute latest. Mm-hmm. Very rarely is a sixth match day um, ever extremely interesting. I mean, this year probably the only case was when United lost, but that was their fault. They shouldn't even been in that position. So yeah, um, yeah, the group stage definitely has its uh, deficiencies, and also. Um, sometimes second, um, two-legged ties can also kind of be dead rubber if the first leg of a tie is a blowout. Obviously, Champions League yeah. com- is known for its I, comebacks, but I, I think... think uh, yeah, yeah, I think the surround of 16, for sure, has lost a lot of value in recent years as the big clubs have started full away. Some of these ties are just so dead Like games. Manchester City versus Gladbach. Or exactly. Like, um... Even like Liverpool yeah. Atalanta, which was only like four one on aggregate or four nil on aggregate, it was just so boring. Like they're just Real so Madrid, much. Yeah, Atalanta. Atalanta, yeah. This year, they were just better. Yeah. Even like Liverpool Leipzig, like that was dead. That was a dead exactly. tie. Exactly, that was a four nil tie. That was that was so that dead. Was so dead. Anyway, so in order to combat this, Papa Paris was on the right track. You need less teams. And you want more important matches, but you don't want their matches to lose value. You want them to be interesting and every match to be high stakes because that's what people tune in for. Um, so what I propose is that they stick with the 20 team model. I think 20 is a really good number. Having more than that, and it's just you're diluting it with teams that aren't going to provide competition to the top, top five. Um, you do four groups of five. You play every team in your group once, and then you're going to play four out-of-group games against teams from other countries. And each group has to have one team from... Uh, has to have at least one team from four different countries. So they can't have more than... They can't have two from Spain and two from England. They have to have... They can at max have two of, of one country. So... Um, What this is going to lead is to is you're going to have a lot more interesting group games, and the I also propose going straight to the quarterfinals instead of the round of sixteen because as we just said the round of sixteen ties are pretty dead. So the top two teams in each of the four groups, and I think this will also, as Liam said, like create more late drama because if you have five teams competing for a spot, um, you're going to have much closer, you know, much closer results and that's going to lead to late games being very important. And, yeah, I think you're just in general only having 20 teams, making them all play together is going to be so much more entertaining. And I can also say, this is how I would propose the qualifying, because there should be qualifying. It's, that's where Papa Paris fucked up. Uh, 15 automatic qualifiers, the four in England, four in Spain, two in Italy, two in Germany, one in France, one in the Netherlands, one in Portugal. So this is just based on the UEFA coefficient rankings, where Spain and England are like far and away the best. So I can read them out right now. England are ninety-seven. Yeah, but you'd want at least one spot to remove each year, right? One spot. What? You'd want like one spot to like a new league each year. So at least every club in Europe has a chance. Yeah, yeah, no, no. I, I also every everybody has no. Like the lower teams don't have a chance for the Champions League. Like not like, even like a Czech team or Slavia Prague. No, that's like that's not too low. But like if you're like what about from, like a great team like Olympiacos, uh, they're in the Champions League pretty often. Like a Russian team, for example, or 
for Shakhtar. Shakhtar in that shit every single year. Nah, I think that's... But that's what we... But they, they never do shit. What we need is for that to be the second... Yeah, they'd be in the good twice. But Shakhtar would be in it. Ukraine's a pretty good league. Uh, Russia's a very good league. They would definitely... So here, I know, I'll tell you what the spots are. Okay, that's, those are the 15 automatic qualifiers. So Spain's... Sorry. Spain's and England's coefficient ranking are both 97. Yeah, that's super high. And then Italy and Germany are both 75. And then France is 56, Portugal's 48, and the Netherlands is 39. So they're... So what about the championship? So and then, those are 15 automatic qualifiers, and then there are 20 teams for the qualifying stage, which is, I say, should become an event, and you do it as the Euro qualifiers, where it's like a semifinal and then a final. Um, so you have five groups of four, and the winner of each group goes to the Champions League. And um, so the qualifiers for, for that, again, to just to have the best teams is three from England, three from Spain, two from Italy, two from Germany, two from France, one from the Netherlands, one from Portugal, one from Russia, one from Ukraine, one from Belgium, one from Scotland, one from Austria, and one from Turkey. One from Scotland in the Champions League. Yeah, they, they have a high... They, they have don't a, even go right into the... No, this is the, that's the qualifying round. You have to then oh, okay, win okay. that little four, tournament of four. Yeah. And so you're... I mean, you're going to be in a hard... Scotland's rarely going to win it. But it's going to be... There's five of those groups, so one what of those groups... Yeah, n- not there. Cyprus is the 15th ranked league, by the way, which I didn't know. They're ahead they of the Czech Republic. Apple yeah, Apple Yeah, Apple Higher than Switzerland and Greece. Anyways. They have another team that actually beat Everton in the Europa League last time they were in it. I, and it wasn't even Apple Well. It was just some random Cyprus team. That was so sad. Why are we talking about Everton? Yeah. It sucks to be an Everton fan. Um, it's But that's all right. It's just pain. Uh, but Barca, yeah, just sucks a little interlude. Barca's winning the Liga. So that's really cool. And yeah, it's just great. We were down 14 points at the beginning of the year. Just like to shout out Messi and only Messi. And, yeah, and Frankie Dion. de Jong yeah. and Ter Stegen. Yeah. Yeah, and that's about it. Um, and actually, I'm going to give a shout out to Oscar Mingueza for, for being quite solid this year. Mingueza deserves all the love, you know. I've low-key been on the Mangueza hype train since the beginning. I, this is true. I've, I can, I can I've vouch been, for this. I've been dormant at the beginning because Isaac was so... <laughs> he was, was a he, closeted Mangueza. I, was, I was a closeted Mangueza fan because Isaac just hated him, his guts, for some reason. But he's really shown that um, he cares about Barca and he wants to win. And he's got wheels. He's, he has wheels. I don't know if you guys know this, but he's fast as shit. He was clocked at like 34 kilometers an hour. He was like two kilometers faster than Vinicius, which is like, bruh. Yeah, just love to see Benkeis having a good season. And Griezmann has been very good in the last few weeks. Yes, that chip goal at the weekend was absolutely sublime. And uh, when he's involved like that, it's good. He just needs to get, he just needs to get into the games more. Um, I think he plays better on the left side. When we have, when we can complement him with Jordi Alba getting higher because he likes to drift a little more inside, and then that gives space for Jordi Alba to go in behind. I think on the right side is more crowded. Um, the Barca Atleti game is yeah. it's going to be such a game, yes. and it's going to be extremely because Atleti need to win more yes. than Barca do. So having them actually attack will be uh, nice to watch. Yeah, no, that will be a. Very interesting game. Uh, let's see. I don't know. Who does Barca have to play until then? We have some pretty easy matches, I believe. Can you play Betis? Oh, never mind. We have Granada on Thursday. This is gonna be, that's going to be probably the hardest remaining game. 
Granada and then Valencia before I left. So Valencia's are so shit because of the fucking Peter Lim, the mm-hmm. owner. Oh, yeah. Tragic. And then Atletico play. Valencia are 8 and 13. Yeah, no, they've been terribly mismanaged. Uh, Atletico only have one game. They play LJ, so they're going to be more rested than us for the match. But we're going to win by a billion, so I'm not worried about it. One billion. You heard it here first in this podcast. Barca will win by one billion. This is not gambling advice, but if you do want to bet the spread on one billion... I would. Yeah, it's, they're going to cover, no doubt. I've heard some bookies are already shutting it down. It's just, the bet's too good. Um, and then, yeah, so speaking of Barca, our last topic. Um, the goal himself. Yes, the greatest to ever do it. Um, Lionel Messi, what is... in? I mean, nobody really knew last summer that it was... He was gonna. He was trying to leave until like the last week, and by then it was too late. So this is kind of the first summer that Messi's ever been at Barca, where he's not. It's not a hundred percent sure he's going to be back uh, next year at the beginning of the summer, at least. Yeah, I'm gonna be honest. I have absolutely no idea what Messi's gonna do this summer. I could not predict. Yeah. I would personally like to see him. But leave we could Bar- talk about some possible outcomes. What? What would you w- like to see? What would I like to see? I would like to see him come to the MLS. That I would, would be so sick. Yes, I would love to see him come to the MLS and play for Inter Miami with David Beckham. Um, and Gonzalo. And Gonzalo. Right, so he, has, he already has a connection there. Um, the good thing about Messi is that he doesn't give a fuck about like <laughs> anything. So he's like, if he wants to, he could, he could just retire. He could just, he could start coaching. Just do some randoms. He doesn't. He doesn't care at all. He doesn't seem like the coaching type. Yeah. I don't, like, Ronaldo seems like the coaching type. I think Ronaldo could be a coach. But Messi... Ronaldo has the drive to be... You know, Messi's going to retire and disappear. He's not going to do shit. Um, I think he's he's just a normal dude. He's just kind of happy living his life. He doesn't really need any of that, any of that stuff. I think he's just kind of accepted he's the GOAT, and he's like... He's kind of gotten over it. Um... I think City's probably the most, uh, if he were to leave, I definitely what the odds makers would say is the most likely event. I, I personally would not want to see that just to ruin the Prem even more. There's really no if need. If he links back up with Guardiola, it would just be over. It would be so It'd be over. over. It'd be cool. I mean, the C, like I would have to watch every City game, and so that would be a good signing for them, I'm sure, commercially. Uh, as for, I mean, for any club signing, I think. Uh and those games would be, I mean, some of the some of the eight nil wins they'd have against like, oh my god, fucking Norwich, Watford next year. Oh, that Dude, game would be stupid. In the last three Man City versus Burnley Premier League games at the Etihad, five nil, five nil, five nil. Yeah, so that's. I mean, you could see Messi score five in a game. I think. Um, even at thirty four. Even at thirty four. Yeah, no, him and that team would just be too good. They can. They really couldn't do that. Having De Bruyne and Messi in the same team is would just be ridiculous. Um, and then who who else can realistically afford him, and would be willing to spend the money? Um. Well, Juventus would not. That's for sure. Maybe Inter. Maybe Inter. I was gonna say they're gonna win the Serie A this year, barring barring a miracle from. Not a miracle, barring like a disaster. A disaster. Yeah, they're in the. I mean, talk about like yeah. I mean, 
the Serie A, the, the Champions League race in Serie A is going crazy, but not only have Inter Milan pulled away in the Serie A, they have the highest points per game of any team in the top five leagues, including over Bayern and City. Yeah, Inter Milan have been super impressive. It's funny how half their squad is like Man United B team, but respect for uh, for winning the Serie A, hopefully. And Lukaku, wish he was still at Everton. It's just sad. Him and DCL would be different. Yeah, no, Lukaku's so good. Lautaro Martinez is really good. Um, Akraf Hakimi. He's, Hakimi is the guy. Di- different gravy. Barella, so Barella is quite nice. Bastoni is quite nice. They're just a really solid team. Um, they have good depth. They have good depth. They, br- they bring off off Alexis Sanchez. Erickson. Erickson, D'Ambrosio, Sensi. They have a lot of options on the bench. And, yeah, this is a huge... I think it's a pretty big win for Italian soccer because Juventus have won, what, eight in a row or something? Nine in a row? And so... This is a massive win for soccer in general. And also, because fuck Agnelli, so... Fuck Agnelli. Yeah, and I think Inter Milan can... I mean, soccer goes through cycles. I think they can enter back into the elite club. As long as they don't like hire Mourinho. As long as they don't like hire Mourinho. Um, yeah, they need a good coaching hire. They need good spending, but... You know, Lukaku at seventy-five million looked like it was really stupid, but look who's laughing now. Yeah, look who's laughing now. That was a very wise seventy-five million dollars spent. Amen. Um, and then what other transfers are? Or any other general soccer news is going on? Is there anything else we need to discuss? Um. Oh, Hazard. We didn't talk about that, but that's that's apparently a storyline that he's healthy. Is he though? Yeah, remember we saw him on the weekend. Yeah, but he he still seems slow as hell. Uh, yeah, I mean he's definitely not gonna start. Um, but he's alive. He's actually playing. Yeah. Um. Yeah, he could. I don't know. It'd be it'd be nice to see him get a goal or something. He deserves it after. That'd be chill. He's really been absolutely slaughtered by injuries. Just yeah, no, he's the type of player you want to see do well. He's like a good guy. He's chill. Like, um, yeah, Hazard's a good player. Well, I think that about wraps it up for this week. Um, but before we go, let's give our let's give our predictions for the first legs. Um, I don't know where they're being held. Let's look it up. Um, all right. We're going to look it up, and then we're going to give the predictions. All right. Real Madrid is at home tomorrow, and PSG is going to be at home all night. I think that Real Madrid love their little toy stadium, and no other club is comfortable playing there because it feels like you're playing U8 soccer match. Literally. And okay. so I think Real Madrid are going to be sneaky and grab a 2 nothing win. I really don't see Chelsea being able to score against um, th- this Madrid team, unfortunately. Yep. I Even in my original bracket, I picked Madrid. I have to stay true to my bracket because it hasn't let me down yet. But I, I, I could see a 1-1 here. I'm not going to lie. I see a 1-1. All right, and then on to PSG. 
City at home. Um, you yeah, know what? No, PSG is at home. PSG. Oh, okay. I think. Um, I think this one's going down to the second leg. I think mm. this is not going to be. I think this can be a draw. I honestly think this could be a two-two or a one-one. Um, but I'm going to go one-one just because it's the semifinals and teams are a little more conservative. And I think this this is definitely one that's going to be all decided in the second leg. Yeah, I'll go two-one City. I think PSG will win this tie, but I think they'll do that in the second leg. I think City will take the first leg two-one. All right. Well, you've heard our predictions. Go make yours at draftkings.com. Um, that will be all from us this week. Thank you so much for tuning in. Peace out.